You're listening to the Techpedition Podcast, episode 102. Woo, lightsabers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Techpedition Podcast. My name is Sergio. This is James. How's it going? Hi, everybody. This is Clarence back in the house. Carrie Brown. Carrie Brown. Carrie Brown. Carrie Brown. And what accent was that, pray tell? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> well, it's the 102nd episode. Uh, we have we have a, a really nice, tight news folder today to go through. Um, but it's the middle of the summer, so not really that much stuff is happening. Is it the middle of the summer? It's what's I, what's it, I guess the middle of the year. You know, <laughs> that time of the year when nothing is really happening in the games industry. No one is doing anything impressive because nothing, nothing is being released. Um, but ah. we, do, we do have some big news, and I just want to jump into our top story. Uh, you know, that, you know that, that company, Apple? I've vaguely we, heard of them. You've heard of Apple before? Somewhat. Um, they, 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 they made those big honking computers back in the day, right? Right, right. It, they, they make everything with I in front of it. If you put I in, any, in front of anything you own, they'll sue you. Or if you call it, or if you call anything an app, they'll sue you for that too. Oh, so so if I were to make something called the i app, I'd be screwed. Or the e app. <laughs> uh, well, much. speaking of Apple, Steve Jobs quit. He didn't really quit, but he resigned from his position at Apple. Yeah, that was if for you, medical reasons, wasn't it? By the way, if you haven't heard this by now, you feel it, life. If you're into technology and stuff, you'll you'll fail at life. But you know, normal people won't. No, normal people know about this because it's been all over the freaking news. They freaking posted this on ESPN. Steve yeah. Jobs resigns for like seriously. If you don't anybody, I don't care anybody. And he he's pretty much the most popular. Maybe I mean uh, many people like regard him as like the greatest CEO ever. I mean, he really is. I mean, even though they fired him and um. To begin with, yeah, he's still the greatest yeah, CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they fired him and he went off and started a little co- company called Pixar. I think he Indeed. heard of Indeed. <laughs> he, he could be the he saved mastermind Apple. of this generation. Like he he sa- is- yeah, he saved Apple's behind because they, they were about to go under. And then he started releasing those clamshell, candy-colored iBooks, and that's pretty much where everything started. The iMac and iBook, and I, I, iMac, iBooks, i phone. I mean, iPod, iPhone, and then iPad. Wow, it's a lot of eyes. Yeah, yeah. He um he saved their behind. So, and they have more money than the United States now. So, well, maybe not now because they lived <laughs> at one point anyway. <laughs> but they did at some point this year. They had more money than the United States in liquid assets. Anyway, they had more yeah. money. And if you didn't know already, he was su- he's suffering uh, from um, pancreatic a, a, a rare form of pancreatic ca- cancer, and uh, I think it was he said that once um, he couldn't really do his functions anymore. It uh, you know to the capacity he was doing them, I guess he would you know just step down and and hand it over, and they need to ex- start executing their um, contingency strategy. So. And I think Johnny Ives is. This is Johnny. Who's the new CEO? 
No, it's Tim, uh, Cook. Tim, Cook. Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Tim Cook. Ives is the uh, the marketing. The didn't he do? He did the keynote this year, didn't he? Didn't Tim Cook do the keynote? Uh, I think I think it was both of them. You know, uh, I think of like the last two years, Steve hasn't been doing the whole thing. He's been kind of like you know, come out there and make a little cameo at the beginning and the end. Uh, One more thing. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah but Tim Cook, uh, they, it's left in good hands. Tim Cook. Uh, as the CEO and uh, Ives as the design guy and what's the marketing guy? I can't remember his name. And I mean, it for I mean, he's still on the board, so I'm sure whenever he feels like strolling through and finding some people, he'll he's the chairman of the board actually. So yeah, yeah, he still got he still got clout. Yeah, kind kind of like um, Bill Gates and Microsoft. You know, he t- technically he's not in charge, but I'm sure they still run ideas by. <laughs> I don't think he does anything with Microsoft anymore, like at all. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know he's on the board. Yeah, he's probably on the board. I think. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that he's on the board, but like, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's involved in the day to day. He spends stuff. all he spends all his time with his charity stuff now. That's really all he does. Hmm. But yeah, um, just, end of an era. Yeah, just gotta wish Steve good luck, and and it, I guess we'll see what. Where Apple goes from here. Yeah, we wish you the best, man. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they have a plan for like the next, uh, you know, two or three years out already. So, I mean, for the uh, the close future, I mean, I don't think anything will change that much. No. no. I'm, I'm sure that they, they had some ideas that were banked already. So, yeah. And uh, I, just, I, I want somebody but, like, you know, I like Pirates of Silicon Valley for all of its embellishment. The movie is about as embellished as the social network. I, I wish somebody would make a real movie about him and Bill Gates. I think it'd be pretty cool. It'll happen. Yeah. Now, on, on from uh, one great man to another, uh, some will consider, or some hate him, I guess. Uh, <laughs> George Lucas, and uh, last week we talked about the new Star Wars Blu-rays coming out, and <laughs> apparently uh, Lucas is changing the movies yet Again, speaking of people who need to be stepping down, <laughs> he's never. Oh boo! Oh boo hoo! <laughs> so um, yeah, the, so if you the, don't want, if you don't like it, don't buy it. <laughs> but still, I mean, I mean, I heard someone else say on another podcast is like, you, you can't even buy the original, the movies in their original form, like the original three. You can't buy them in their original form at this point. They're not available. But I mean. It, That's what BitTorrent is for. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not one of those I'm not one of those people that actually saw it in the theaters in the 80s or whatever. And you know, to me, any change that comes is imp- uh, an improvement. I'm not one of those diehard fans. But oh, the internet just collectively shed itself. <laughs> I don't care. Let's look, <laughs> let's, look, let's look at the changes that are coming in this this uh, these uh, releases. Uh, so apparently on the the Phantom Menace, the new, uh, the new, the newest, the first of the new movies that people hated so much. Uh, Yoda, Yoda was actually uh, a puppet, and in these DVDs, they're going back and uh, making them uh, CG to uh, make them look more like he looked in the other in the last. Are you talking movie. about in Phantom Menace? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I want I want to butt in here and actually say thank you for this one. Because <laughs> uh, I, I watched the Phantom Menace a few years ago and forgot that he was a puppet in the Phantom Menace and saw him and was like, "Dude, what is wrong with Yoda? Yeah, actually, he, I- he looks so <laughs> weird." 
I just hope that they, with the new, at least with the newer movies, they they don't just rescan the film. I hope they go back and upsample the CG. Yeah, well, in 80p. Well, that's that's the thing here. Most of these most of these uh, changes are cosmetic changes. Uh, they're actually going in in especially Phantom Menace. They're giving you a more complete frame, which they weren't able to do in the first. Uh, for Phantom Menace, for some reason, I guess something had to do with it being a DVD or something. I don't know. And um, they're doing other little quirky things, like uh, I think in one of the old movies, you could see a puppet master's hand when he was uh, moving one of the the puppets or whatever. The Wampa. Yeah, the yeah. Wampa. And and, and, it's, it's, and, and, I, and I, yeah, and I gotta say, all the changes in this make sense, and they're actually good changes. Um, they're doing a lot of cleaning up of some of the lightsabers in some of the newer movies. So, I mean, even, uh, you know, uh, George Lewis love him or hate him. He, these are actually good changes that are actually going to benefit the films being on a Blu-ray format. You know, you know what I find so funny about all this, though? It's like when, when the movies came out on DVD. Now, I'm just going to speak for personal experience. I was working in the electronics department at Walmart. And all the people, diehard die Star Wars fans, they bitched and they moaned and they complained about, you know, all these changes they were doing to DVD. Yet, when the DVDs were released, they were the first ones in line to buy them. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, what, what's the point? <laughs> if, well, I, like, I, haven't, I haven't bought Star Wars since. I, only Star Wars movies I own are the first three on VHS, DVDs, the special yeah. edition. I, I don't even have DVDs. I have the first three VHS special editions. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember those. And I, I told myself I wasn't going to buy them again until they had all of them bundled together. So I will probably buy this. But, I mean, I, I, I wasn't, like, protesting or anything. I just knew that they were going to release them again, which they'll probably release them again after this, but I won't be buying them. Yeah, I, I, I had refused to buy the, the original trilogy until they made the original original trilogy available and when they find <laughs> when, no they, they, find, they no they did they did in, in 2007 oh, oh yeah that's the, right they they did they did they, they the did, original they, no two yeah. Did, yeah it was like two discs one of them was the new version and one okay, okay. yeah so, and yeah, and, and the thing is like they did it with a grain of salt because and it looks like crap it, it does kind of look like <laughs> it looks like crap it's, it's supposed also, to look like crap but, but it's also like letterbox it's like it, it's not it's not proper you know sixteen by nine it's not even why it's letterbox and you know like uh the my first time seeing these movies in h d is when like uh spike t v played them like two or three years ago and they looked fantastic then so i mean just these cosmic changes are welcome i mean just like when the uh they did the special editions back in the late nineties and they re released them to theaters like i i ate that up i love that you know uh, so I don't know. Well, I gotta admit the only the only change when they did the remasters and everything else in the special editions, the only thing I didn't like was the Greedo shooting first, just because it, <laughs> uh, it looked oh, weird. Wow. But, but that was it's that not was that it. important. People get it's off really of it. Well, no, really no, no. Well, like I said, as far as things and changes and stuff, because they originally shot a scene to have Jabba the Hutt, because that's one people have been pissy about. But well, they didn't well, have. But that they scene wasn't even in the original movie. He was like a human in the original. He was a human. No, no, like, but, no, no, but, no, no. It was a placeholder until they could figure out what they wanted. Yeah, to do. They, they just never did. Yeah, but it was that scene wasn't even story. in the movies. It wasn't even so, I mean, you had a problem with that. I thought that was cool. When no, no, they put I didn't have a problem with the fact they put a job in. But there's a lot of people that are the 
quote unquote diehard Star Wars fans that hated that. They're like, you brought him in two movies too early. Well, I mean, I mean my thing, my thing is, is like, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a tangent here, but you'll get my point. Like, I'm a diehard Dragon Ball Z fan. Like, some people are diehard Star Wars fans, and like they released these crappy box sets about three years ago and like all I, I was open arms and I was telling people I was buying it. And I didn't buy it. But you know what? Those things sold like gangbusters. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just, I mean, it doesn't really matter because the people that will notice this stuff, like they're probably 2% of the, the people that are actually going to buy this. I agree. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the masses don't care if Yoda was a puppet or not? <laughs> they just they're just like ooh lightsabers. <laughs> wow, you really have you really think a lot of Americans here? Yoda was a puppet. <laughs> ooh lightsabers. <laughs> it's just like the guy. I don't know if you if you go on what, what was it? We did a Harry Potter premiere or something, and there was one of these guys that we talked to after the fact, and I'm I know a lot about Harry Potter, and I wasn't happy, but he was like giving like all these details. And like I know it wasn't gonna be like the books, but I'm really disappointed. And this just reminds me of that. <laughs> these movies yes. are great. I mean, the only reason, the only thing that wouldn't make these movies great is if like Princess Leia ended up being Darth Vader or something. I mean, <laughs> they would have to work really, really hard to screw these movies up to the point that no one would want to watch them. Yeah. I'd watch that. <laughs> and and on to another movie that they may screw up. I don't know. I guess it depends on if you like the suit or not. Uh, new new uh, set picks of the uh, Man of Steel have came out. Full frontal, and... what? <laughs> so to speak. And we, we get like a, a full view of the new upgraded uh, Superman out, uh, costume and uh, the the uh, underwear tights are gone. And yeah, yeah, they took out the red tights and it's all one blue except for the boots. Yeah, and it looks kind of weird to me <laughs> now that I see a, a full lighted picture of it. It it, it does kind of look. They could at least made his belt red or something. This yeah. movie's gonna suck harder than Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. I mean, uh, that is the only problem with the suit, though. Other than that, I, I like the darker color and the, the shininess of it. I just don't... The belt being missing just looks funny. But I will admit, it may look good once, you know, the CG is added and the special effects. It may actually look good on screen. Cause... A, a giant CG <laughs> con piece. <laughs> I mean, because... CG athletic supporter. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like, uh, like you said with Captain America, Sergio, when the screens came out, it just it didn't it didn't set well. Well, I mean, this this looks like it was taken with a cell phone camera, though. So, I mean, you got to take that into account too. Yeah, but I mean, also, the- I don't I I don't know why Xena Warrior Princess is on the set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it still doesn't look bad, well, but I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm waiting for the first. Uh, official image we can get a, a you know a full view of the suit other than you know the one came out a few weeks ago that kind of didn't show much i don't know it's just uh, it's how long has it been since there was a good superman movie was there ever a good superman movie wow no, no there wasn't <laughs> really 
Really, oh, really. Yeah. There's never been a good Superman movie. The first one is the best one, and it doesn't stand up, by my opinion. I mean, I'd rather watch the one with Richard Pryor in it than that last one. <laughs> Dude. Because at least it has Richard Pryor in it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wow, if you'd rather watch that one, we have big problems. <laughs> the last one wasn't actually that bad. I'm Kevin Spacey. Ah, I shaved my hair off. It was just so different. People really didn't latch on, but it actually wasn't that bad. And then, like, he had a son, but he didn't know it was his son. And then he, like, broke somebody in half. And he's like, oh, that's Superman's son. <laughs> well, but uh, never mind. That's, that's a discussion for non-cast. Yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, defending that movie is really hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and known to other news, uh, Xbox Live, uh, well, Xbox came out with an ESPN update uh, to their their uh, ESPN app today. Oh, and and uh, and actually, this I mean, you guys need to go try it because to me, this app is like is everything a DVR should. Be. I mean, with this this thing, like you can put. You can pull up a menu and it'll show like everything that's live. You can easily like just tap through it. You can actually go in here and schedule stuff. You ha- also have like a dual screen view where you can do picture uh, two two uh, pictures side by side running at the same time. Uh, you can like I, you could do this with your app, la- with the last one actually is like uh, add your favorite teams. But it has like a mode where you can just like go through and like play through all the clips of your favorite teams at one time, and it just like you don't have you can sit back and relax. Uh, I mean, this app really is awesome, and I wish this, if this was in a DVR, it would be like the the best DVR ever or the best set top box ever. It's just really, really, really well done. And you guys should check it out. So, question: Does this have NFL and MLB anything? Well, you know they don't have an NFL deal, so I would. ESPN doesn't show any NFL games except yeah. for preseason. So, so I would say no. Uh, MLB like, no, because they have their own uh, packages. Um, all you can eat packages, but so does the yeah. NBA, and they they are licensed with ESPN in some regards. So I don't know. Like the the, the only thing that I would want out of any. <laughs> ESPN app is just an episode of Sports Center where I could skip the shit I don't want to watch. That's it. Well, they have highlights from Sports Center. They don't have like the full. I don't think they had a full Sports Center uh, show to watch by itself. But I don't know. I haven't had. Yeah, they, I've they only had like, I don't think they showed it on ESPN three. So yeah, I, I've only had like twenty minutes to sit down with and play with it. But I really, really love it. And like the t- you know the ESPN ticker at the bottom of the screen that comes in with your video. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like actually part of the software and not part of the screen. So that thing like runs the whole time and you can like fade it in the background. It's just, it's just really well done. A lot of small things that to make it a really, really nice app. Cool. Cool. That's that. Wow. Let's, let's jump into virtual fighter five news. Wait, wait, no, Carrie. Oh, sorry. Um, actually when he said that, I was like, wait a minute. And I remember something NFL Sunday ticket is actually coming to PlayStation three. Now it's not free, <laughs> but you know if you don't have Direct TV and you want every football game and you have a PS3, you have an avenue of purchasing it. Fourteen games every Sunday. I had it last year. It's freaking brain overload. Like, like I thought my brain was gonna ooze out of my ear or something. There's just so much football to watch. 
But it's three thirty nine ninety five. But you can break it up into payments, or at least I do on my DirecTV. And I mean, for every football game, everyone, I think that's a bargain. But that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. I love I love football, so I mean. Let's see how many games are in, there any given week. There's fourteen games every Sunday. Okay. There's seventeen so, weeks. Seventeen weeks. So yeah. I mean, trust me, it's... Do the it's, math. It's that's insane. Exactly what I'm doing. It's freaking insane. Times 17. And I mean, not that's... to mention, if you do have a favorite football team, this is a way you can guarantee that you'll watch. You'll be able to see every game. I mean, so that's pretty awesome, too. And you can catch all the ones, too, as well. So It's like $1.73 a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, which isn't bad if I did my math right. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. And you can also get the MLB TV and NHL Game Center as well on on the PS3. And I'm assuming within a year or two this will be on DirecTV as well. Oh, yeah, and you can also get the Red Zone channel too on, on PS3, which is pretty awesome. You get to see, you know, when, when, the, when the team's about to score. That's all the channel shows is like on Sunday. It flips to whatever game somebody's about to score or if they're within a 20-yard line in the quote-unquote Red Zone. And it looks like they're about to score. But I just thought that was interesting, personally. That's but. interesting, but that just sounds like that would be a pain in the butt a little bit. Because what if you're watching this like this awesome play and it's in the middle, of it, like oh, oh, and all of a sudden it switches over. Well, oh. no, I mean, somebody's about to score. They're not going to switch over and back over. Well, no, no, I mean not not score, but I mean, you know, no, that, that's all they show. That's all they show is is red zone. That's yeah, that's just one channel. <laughs> if you want to watch the game, go to that game. Yeah, and watch. yeah, yeah. You can, you can like each game is on their own uh, on its own separate channel. But if you just want to catch like the 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 scoring, you can watch red zone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Red zone, red zone is like NFL on crack. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty cool. Well, it's, it's sort of like my only interest in the NHL. I only want to see them score. And the other eighty percent, ninety five percent of the game is like. Uh, useless to me. No, they need an, they need an <laughs> NHL channel where all they show are the fights. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, if they only showed the fights and only showed the score, and that would like be over in like ten minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> about all the hockey I can take. <laughs> One to zero. It was a thriller. One to zero. Well, speaking of fighting, yes. Well. Ripture Fighter Five Final Showdown is now console bound. Now this isn't gonna matter to Jeez. a whole lot of to a huge amount of people. Nope. Uh, Didn't this come out on PS two? No, that was Virtual Fighter Four. Five now normal Virtual Fighter Five came out on the PSN and the Xbox three sixty. Oh yeah, that's right. I have it on Xbox three sixty. Yeah. Now on the PS three it didn't have any online. It must not have much of an impact. <laughs> Now, the PS3 did not have online capability. Uh, what? So, yeah, it did not no. have an online It came out on PS3 first, and yeah. all the PS3 people were like, ah, we got Virtual Fighter, and it came out on 360. <laughs> and it was like the newest arcade version, and it was online, and then 360 people were like, ah, we can play online. <laughs> well, now, Final Showdown's been out for a little bit, but it has been Japan only, because in Japan... Yeah, this Virtual is, Fighter is just big. Like they, they have, have Virtual Fighter classes where people go to learn how to play Virtual Fighter. Yeah, I mean it's it's nuts. Virtual Fighter. Well, is big, big. Sega just <laughs> announced uh, the other day that Final Fighter, the Virtual Fighter Final Showdown's coming to consoles. Uh, at this year's PAX, it will be playable. 
It won't come out until 2012, so probably next summer is when it's going to hit. Uh, just so you know, Final Showdown adds in a bunch of changes and balances, tweaks, things of that sort. We'll add on the online play and adds in two characters. One is uh, Takashi, a sumo wrestler that has been seen since Virtua Fighter 3 that he premiered in, and a whole new character for you to learn by the name of uh, Jugo. So He looks like an emo rocker. He does. <laughs> also... <laughs> Also, for any of our... You're saying uh, disappointment. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, but now, for uh, any of our listeners and fans that are out in Seattle area, guess what? If you go to your local game work soon, they will have Virtua Fighter 5 machines <laughs> there for you to play. So you guys will get a chance to try it out before the rest of the country. Cut my wrist and black my eyes. Uh, so yeah. Actually, it starts tomorrow, the 26th of August, and runs to the 28th. So you guys have this weekend. Better hit it up. <laughs> um, as long, long, long as I have me some Shundi in there, I'm good. Shundi's going to be in there, yeah. I'm going to do some junk and boxing on your butt, man. Uh, now, supposedly, they're supposed to have really good online with this. Really good net code is what they say they're coming out with, but... Still, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, still, it's That's all going to be on on who you're playing against and how their stuff is. That's all there is to it. But if you've been a Virtua Fighter fan and you, you know, since arcades are dead, you're not really getting a chance to play with anybody, especially if you're on the Sony side of things. This is a chance for you to try it out and uh, be able to play other people online, since you know it's hard to find people around you that play Virtua Fighter. You know what's crazy about this game, though, is like if you go into practice mode, I do remember this about the few, the three times I played it. If you go into the practice mode, there's actually a frame counter built into the practice mode to help you count the frames, which is freaking silly. Yeah, now, one thing I will <laughs> say since it's been, uh, since Virtua Fighter 4 came out in the PS2, the Xbox, it has had the best, and I mean the best training mode ever because. How in everything else you have the moves list that you can pull up and look at. With this, you can do uh, command training, and it'll just pop up, name of the move and what button. And as you hit it, it says, okay, you got that, and it goes to the next one. So you can sit down and run through the character's entire move list easily. You don't have to click, okay, next, or click back, restart. It's straight up right there. So it's... also, you can take, uh, if you want to do training against specific combos that happen and come up, you can set up the character you want to fight against and have to do just that tactic. So it's, uh, it's got the most comprehensive training system, training mode on it, which personally I wish uh, the other fighting games would do because that's just awesome to have to train and get better. Cool. Yeah, that, that's that's one thing that, that fighting games typically don't do is teach you how to be good at them. Like they they teach you how to do moves and they give you the character and you're like, uh, use this. But actually figuring out, hey, this person grapples, so I need to grapple people at this point during this frame. It, it, they don't usually tell you how to do that. Well, Virtua Fighter Five is a much more technical fighting game than any of the others. Yeah, it's this is a John John Madden of of fighting games. Yeah, this is. <laughs> I mean, Seriously, really, I'm far, not joking. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I mean, as far as skill and everything else, and having to be tight 
with uh, your control inputs and everything else, it is it is the top. But because there's such amount of complexity that goes into it, it's not most time it's not really beginner friendly. Yeah, it's this now is one do, of those games, like unlike most fighting games, like most fighting games, if you're playing against somebody that's never played before, and you if if you're really good at a game like or, or average fighting game, somebody can just mash buttons and beat you. That ain't gonna happen with this game. <laughs> Somebody knows what they're doing. You're you're not gonna just beat them by flipping around. Yeah, it's 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 definitely one of those. And if you're a, a big fighting game fan and you've never tried Virtual Fighter, uh, I would definitely say you need to try it. Now, playing the first and second ones from way back in the day are not particularly the best ones. Oh to, man, I, I still have on my Saturn. I still have it. Might break it out for the land party. But you know what? You you, you might not want to pick it up from GameStop. Oh yes. <laughs> Don't buy anything from GameStop. GameStop's as, for losers. As as if you didn't need a as if you needed another reason to hate GameStop. <laughs> hey, uh, let's come up with new names for GameStop. How about LameStop or, or GayStop? Uh, <laughs> or, or stop buying games at GameStop? Well, let me explain why. Um, so Deus Ex Human Revolution came out this week on all of the platforms, and by that I mean Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. Uh, the PC copies were bundled with a download code for the, the, you know, that game uh, on the OnLive service. So it's already a free code for something that no one uses. So it's not that big a deal. GameStop... They produced uh, an inner office memo to all GameStops telling, telling them, hey, you know those Deus Ex games that you have on the shelves? Well, I need you to pull them off the shelves, rip the coupons out of them, and put them back on the shelves as new. That's just, that's just wrong, man. Isn't that dirty? I mean, that's, that's, that's like the yeah. equivalent of taking, like, you know some of the games, like, uh, I don't know, like, Gears of War games like that. After, when their uh, Platinum Editions come out, they have, like, a secret code or something to download the DLC. To me, this is like the equivalent of that being done yeah it just doesn't make any sense and 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 then like their their reasoning behind it is we don't want to promote a competitor well i mean i will admit that they may have deals in place with these uh publishers where they're not supposed to do this stuff you know but if the deal is in place they should uh at least ship them a special copy of the game but for them to go into a, a packaged retail product, open it up and take something out, and then sell it as if it was brand new. Because once you open it up, to me, it's tainted. Well, you, <coughs> you know what the GameStop guys did? They put all these on, pull all those stickers on eBay, and of course, <laughs> I mean that's what I would do. Uh, but then, you know, several hours later, after they had been caught. GameStop was like, you know what? Let's just pull them all off the shelf. That way, this isn't an issue anymore. So they then later that same day or the next day <laughs> said, just pull them all from the shelf. Screw it. We're not going to sell it anymore. <laughs> GameStop basically told basically told Square Enix, fuck your couch. <laughs> Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, this is this is just wrong any way you look at it. I mean. Like I said, I mean, it's a special copy of the game that was probably needed, but I mean, don't, don't, don't put up my crap and take something out of it, man. That's that ain't right. I mean, <laughs> don't, don't sell something that you can't bring back once it's been the seal's been broken on it. 
Um, Encilad is new. I, I was just going to go buy one of them just so if there was a class action lawsuit, I could. <laughs> yeah, if they, if they do this, they should, should sell them all at the used price that they sell them for. Well, that they, ain't much coming. Five whole dollars. They don't sell used PC games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't sell used PC games because of the licensing codes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you'd have to you'd pay the money for the game used, and then you'd have to spend full price to get the product key. <laughs> this is this this is also like them, you know, the uh, DVDs that come with the uh, digital copy. This is like taking the digital yeah. copy and just giving them the DVD. Yeah, just throwing the, the digital copy away. It's like, no, no, you don't, you don't get that here. Games didn't the game stop by? Didn't they buy like Direct to Drive or something? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I think they uh, do have some online strategy coming up. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're it, it's have... called Impulse, and that's the reason. They they trashed all these these download codes because uh, GameStop's Impulse is coming, and they didn't want to distract from the launch of Impulse. Yeah, that was an impulsive de- decision. Oh, hmm, hmm, just terrible, terrible. Well, from from bad news to great news, James. I think you may have a reason to finally get an Xbox 360 now that you're Canadian. Canadians, Canadians, they can go out to their, their local Xbox dealer and, and buy a 250 gig X, uh, Xbox 360 bundle that comes with five download codes for five games. And these aren't shabby games. You know, Fable 3, Gears of War 2, Halo Wars, Halo 3, and Alan Wake. This is like the creme de la creme of like two years ago. Yeah. Or- yeah, Fable Three is pretty new, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they came out last summer or last yeah. Christmas. That's yeah, the newest. That now on wait. So, I mean, this Dude, is a pretty good package for a, a beginner getting into the X, uh, Xbox platform. Yeah. Alan Wake was like almost in development as long as Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> I went to like I went to E E three in two thousand five, and I got Alan Wake T shirts about to come out. Does Fable the Fable the Fable Fable franchise actually do well? It's like to me that game is like always <laughs> given high praise, but I never they actually. I, I personally, about it. I'm personally not sold. I don't think it's as great as people say it is, but it does. It sells fairly well, I believe. It really has no competition on the Xbox 360. Well, yeah, except for like Fallout and. Yeah, but those are distinctly different, though. Yeah, this is a this is high thing. fantasy, you know. Yeah. And also, RPG. it's got a lot of humor in They're it. They're role too. playing games. You have Overlord, and oh no, Overlord's not a role playing game. But it's high fantasy. Yeah, but it, it, it it's it's like it's, it's Pikmin with a with a with like demons. Yeah, a demon dude. It's it's definitely not a. Well then, yeah. I, I, I guess in your sense, the only game like Fable is Fable, so yeah, it has no competition. Fable, or yeah, <laughs> I guess the only other one would be like Elder, Elder Scrolls. Fable's only competition is Fable itself. Yeah, because <laughs> only yeah. Fable can be Fable. Uh, but yeah, if you're Canadian and you want an Xbox 360, or you want to upgrade your Xbox 360 and you want five free games, <coughs> do it because this probably won't last very long. What if you want to go across the border? Oh, that too. Just jump the border, buy you an Xbox, and come back. MK 
pay more money, less money. But you get more stuff. Yeah, because that that equivalent, let's say that's about twenty bucks a game. That's that's a hundred bucks worth of game. How much is the bundle? Three hundred. Three hundred bucks. But you're getting, you know, you're not getting the the four gig Xbox that would typically come for two hundred bucks. You're getting the two hundred and fifty gig well, Xbox. Did you guys talk about the the Xboxes not being shiny anymore. Oh, yeah. they are going to be shiny. Yeah, major. Oh, that, that matte color. Yeah, they're going to be the same finish as the PS3, the new PS3. <laughs> That's sad. I like so the I, sh- I like the shiny plastic. That doesn't make any difference to me. This, I mean, I, 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 I kind of like the matte one because you don't have to worry about it being littered with fingerprints. Yeah. They're probably just going for cheaper to make. <laughs> That's my guess on the whole thing. Maybe. All about cutting costs. Uh, well, hey, fellas, that does it for news. Let's move on to what we're watching. We're watching a lot of stuff this week. Uh, Clarence, we watched a short film. Uh, yes. Uh, Portal, No Escape. No which, Escape. Which is a uh, the sh- a short film of the uh, game from Valve Software. And was it, it was, was it a triumph? Uh, I think so. Uh, it was actually. <laughs> I, I would say it was a huge success. Yes, it was done by Dan Trackenberg, which is a member of T- TRS, the Totally Rad Show. Uh, that's on Revision Three. Um, just, just very w- well done. And like, is it, si- is, it, is it hard to overstate your satisfaction? <laughs> oh gosh! And actually, they, they 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 like finished shooting this movie like a year a year and a half ago, but they've been like putting. Special effects on it. The whole, uh, after that, you know, I guess he had his own or uh, made a, his own special effects team to to do the do the special effects for it, and it done very well, man. It's like if he had enough, you know, the right kind of funding, he could make a probably a really good movie. Although this uh, short has no dialogue, it's all. Um, well, Chell doesn't talk, so it makes sense. Like yeah. what's so awesome is they made it awesome without. Uh, without um, Gladys ever saying anything. <laughs> yeah, which you thought that would be a given. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it kind of. Well, I don't know. I would say it keep them from copyright issues, but this this is distinctively distinctively Portal, so I don't know how they could get around that. But yeah, so check it out if you haven't. Yeah, it's only seven minutes, so you're not going to be dedicating too much time to it. And if you like Portal, you need to watch it because it, yeah. it it does the the just the 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 physics and just the idea of portals justice. Yes, the the last uh, Portal that she did right before the trailer, uh, the short ended, uh, that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. j- jumping over the building thing. You cannot. I, 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 I didn't see that coming. Give up now. <laughs> This this chamber is broken. Why don't Why don't you just give up? We can have some cake. Uh, James, you've been watching Conan. 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 Yes. Conan Momoa, the yes. adventurer. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. Unfortunately, I had to see it in 3D because there was no theater around here that had it in normal. Oh wait, wait, wait. before you before you go on. I heard somebody mm-hmm. say that no one should ever redo an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Now, keep going. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. This is doing just as I thought it was going to do and went 
more uh, more faithful to the Robert E. Howard form of Conan. Because in Robert E. Howard's original writings of Conan, he was never a slave or anything like that. His village still gets, you know, his father still gets killed and all this stuff. Um, but Conan himself was not taken off to be a slave. That was something they did for the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, this one uh, was actually really good. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, and I thought I'd really enjoy it. Uh, so you went in with high expectations, and it came out higher. I didn't go in with high expectations. I went in with above mediocre expectations. I was figuring it was just going to be enjoyable. But they did a really great job because it had very good story. It had good character development. Uh, and as a Conan fan, like of Robert E. Howard books and everything else, it, it, they really, as far as story, they showed exactly how smart Conan was, that he was devious, that he was, you know, he, he was much more than just brute strength. He was smart and cunning. It was so funny. The, the, I think they're watching a clip of the Conan cartoon. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that cartoon. It's awesome. Warrior without fear. Hey, I think when I I think when I was older and I think when I when I thought I was thinking back on He Man, I think I was actually thinking back on this cartoon because it actually still looks decent. Well, James, let me ask you, man. Uh, uh, judging from the Rotten Tomatoes and uh, the reviews on IMDb, is is not getting very good, uh, you know, reviews from critics or whatever. I mean, well, what do you have? The- I said, do you have to be a fanboy to enjoy it? Uh, you know, I don't know because there was a group of people sitting right behind me, and they were already naysaying it because it's like it's you know, they should should have Arnold, should have had Arnold, blah blah blah, and all this and all that. And when the movie was over with, I turned to them, so what did you guys think? Think it was good? And they were like, "Yeah, it actually was really good." Because <coughs> from from my standpoint, it had a solid story. There was good character development. You know, it was because we had saw a bit more of Conan. In his younger days, you know, we, uh, in the village and everything else, before all the destruction comes up, it, it followed more of the sword and sorcery aspect of the high adventure fantasy that the original novels and stories were that Robert E. Howard did. So for me, having that idea of the background, it was very good. Jason Momoa, I thought, did an excellent job playing this character <laughs> because he plays, he can play the brute and brutal part of it, but also you can, he plays the, the smart intellectual aspect that Conan has. Cause in the original stories, Conan is not stupid. By no means is he. <laughs> said was dumb jack. Well, here's the thing. If you watch the, the 25th anniversary, they go in a little bit more because even if you watch the original version, they talk about how he was, uh, when they took him to the East to be trained, he was also uh, taught language, philosophy. You know, he, he went through an entire study of everything else. I mean, he was he, <laughs> he was had a very... to study to be a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they were teaching him so that way he would be smarter in his fights, so that way he would make more money for him. Because the smarter you are, he also was taught tactics and everything else. Mm. So he was actually an educated warrior because the smarter your warrior is that's going to make you your money, 
the more likely he's going to make you more money. The less they want to fight. I, I, I just got one more com- one more comment to add. If you don't like Jason Momoa as uh, Conan, you sure ain't going to like uh, Colin Farrell as uh, Douglas Quaid in the Total Recall reboot. What? Holy shit. So hmm. Colin Farrell's back to horn himself out for movies, huh? I like Colin Farrell. Wait, Douglas Quaid? Well, I liked him until he was in like Wait, 50 that- movies in one year. And I was like, I never want to see Colin Farrell again. <laughs> I, like, back to Conan the Barbarian, I have absolutely no... Uh, desire I've, to watch it? No desire to, to... Like, I have no connection to Conan the Barbarian at all. None whatsoever. Not the old stories, not the old movies, not the old cartoon. Nothing. And just seeing the trailer... It just, it just looked, looked boring. It, yeah, it just looked like generic fantasy movie. And then, of course, Jace Momo goes, I don't want that. Like, what? <laughs> what? Dude, he's, he's great in Game of Thrones, like, man. Conan the Barbarian starring Batman. <laughs> wow. But if you well, say I mean, it was that, good, I'll take your word for it. Like, I'm not going to well, watch it. I'll but. put it this way. I mean, it, you have to look at that in part of context of what's going on. Because, I mean, in that scene, he's very much being the brute and brutal and intimidating. Because he's got one of the guys that was uh, part of the group that killed his father right there in front of him. And the dude looks like he's getting ready to run. And he's just, you know, that deep predatory voice. Because that's where it fits in in that scene. Again, I'll, I'll take your word for it. If if well, it's good, I, great. Good for I it. it. If you like fa- uh, fantasy movies, sword and sorcery movies, stuff like that, you will enjoy the new Conan movie. Sergio, if you don't like Conan, you lose man points, man. I'm sorry. You can you can have it's a, some it's of a, my it's man points. It's an essential viewing experience. Look at half of my man points, Clarence. But plus, <laughs> also you have Ron Perlman playing Conan's father. That's points right there, because you know Ron Pullman always does a great job in anything he does. Hellboy, he yeah, did an awesome Hellboy. job in Hellboy. Yeah, Ron Pullman also in the TV series Beauty and the Beast. If you guys remember back in the day. Whoa, and you <laughs> lose man points now. <laughs> what do you mean, dude? I was I was in my early teens, Stop like going zero, 11, dude. 12 years old, and my mom liked watching. It. So you started back to zero. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> what else have y'all been watching? Let's move on. Oh, uh, the Avengers uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes is a, a cartoon, an animated show that I, I forget what channel it originally aired on, but I think it started last year. And uh, it's following the stories of the Avengers. I've, I'm only two episodes in, so I can't really give a whole lot of detail about where the story goes. But I will give details about the first episode that I saw. And it kind of uh, sh- gives you an introduction to uh, Iron Man. And they try their best to channel Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man in this uh, episode. Because the dude, the, the, the voice actor sounds... Very much like Robert Downey Jr. And um, from there, we see him as he struggles to be the lone superhero trying to do everything by himself. And we also hear from, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we get an introduction to Nick Cage and we actually see how he gets his gray hair, which I don't know if that's how he really gets it. Nick Fury? 
Yeah, Nick. Oh, I said Nick Cage. Oh, I was like, is Red's Ghost Rider in this show? We can only wish. We can only hope. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we see how he gets his gray hair, and it kind of bums me out that Sam Mill is bald. But yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool. But you gotta remember, the Samuel L. Jackson version of Nick Fury is based on the Ultimate Marvel Did one. Did you see my movie? So the Ultimate Fury is bald. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That, the Ultimate Fury was actually designed after Sam. Is designed. It looks. Ex- he looks exactly like Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they actually went and talked with Samuel Jackson. And said, "Hey, we do you mind?" And he's like, "Well, nah, go ahead." And then when they I were mean, doing most of the Marvel movies and they wanted Samuel Jackson to come in and be Nick Fury, of course Samuel Jackson. He's like, "Hell yeah!" So they yeah. copied they copied him down to the bad mofo wallet. <laughs> <laughs> But but in in this episode, you also get a good introduction of who Hydra is or what Hydra is, because I never knew anything about it. And I, I'm and I'm kind of wondering if these movies are kind of like a good, uh, you know, uh, primer for the Avengers movies that's coming up. Well, that, that that's obviously what it is. You know, it's it, it's it's getting all these kids really excited about the Avengers as a brand now, story wise. I don't know if if, if it's going to follow what you know the movie has has to bring, but that that's Doesn't why this to, exists. Cartoon, <laughs> yeah. Like say, th- this exists to get people excited about but, the com- upcoming movie. Yeah, but it, but it's well animated and it's just like a really well done. You know, you can watch it on on Netflix and HD. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's really well. Oh, wow, it's on Netflix. Hmm. It's, yeah. Yeah. Watch it See, I, it's I, in I've my instant the, queue. So yeah. I, I've watched the entire uh, series for season. Uh, the story writing's really good. Uh, how it starts off is there's a widespread jailbreak from like the three major uh, shield prisons. Yeah, so yeah. That's how they get the Avengers coming together. But they do a great job of introducing everybody, uh, how they interact, and their troubles of trying to work as a team when other than Ant Man and Wasp, none of them ever have. Yeah. Uh, also, in this one, the Hulk is not one of the villains. He's part of the team. And it's actually the the version of the Hulk where he actually can talk and has brains. Hulk smash. Well, it's more than just Hulk, Hulk smart. Smash. Hulk think. <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I just well, wanna... well, well, think uh, think Planet Hulk, animated Planet Hulk, and it's closer to that version of the Hulk. Does he ever go back to Bruce Banner in the series? Yeah, yeah, he he does here and there. But because I had an interesting conversation with. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with a guy at work. He's like a big comic book person. And uh, and he was saying that he, since, you know, Ed Norton was like the last Hulk in the Hulk movie, and then they're getting this new guy, I forget his name, to be Hulk in the Avengers. He like made a good point that Hulk in the Avengers may never be Bruce Banner. He may, <laughs> he may be Hulk the entire time, and the guy's just like playing his uh, CG character or whatever, which is which that would actually work if he's never really Bruce Banner. Well, no, I don't well, think that well, would they, work. Well, well, how they did this is um, in one run of the comics, because Holt never changed back to Bruce Banner, but while he could had more of his intellect and things going on, it was kind of like, uh, I know you guys are going to flame this, but remember on The Extraordinary Gentleman with uh, Jekyll and Hyde, where with either one of them would look in a mirror or reflect a service, they would see the other personality, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like this. And what happens is Bruce Banner uh, talks Hulk into joining the Avengers and being part of the team and everything else so he wouldn't be hunted or nothing. But the Hulk said, well, as uh, 
sure, I'll do it, but as a condition that I'm not you. You know, I don't become puny you anymore. But he does here and there just because it's what's needed at the time. Those mean he says, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. But I mean, I, it's, that's a good point. I just want to go back and reiterate how much, like, and if it just go back, just, just go watch that first episode. They like, they like really, 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 really try to channel the Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. And even like, uh, what is it, Pepper? She like sounds like uh, what's the lady's name off the movie? Gwen uh, Paltrow. She actually sounds just like Gwen Paltrow when they, you know, when she's on screen. So it's it's uh, they really really channel Iron Man in that first episode. But uh, one more thing to add is, I think I hate Thor. Uh, <laughs> Thor, Thor isn't uh, they they go they go through each of the characters. I guess for the first five six episodes they debut. It's it's an episode about one character, you know, mm-hmm. character whatever. And I actually watched uh, the second episode too. These only two I watched, and like Thor is just like I don't get it. I I, I, I I'm I'm not even sure I want to go back and watch the movie now because. Thor is just like not. Thor is my Conan. He's just not appealing to me in any way. Yeah, I, I agree, man. But it, I, I, I told, I'm totally with you. But it was, it, I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, it Ooh. wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite superhero movie, but it definitely wasn't my least favorite. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's worth watching. Thor as a character is hard to swallow in, in and of itself, but why? Because of the hammer. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! I, I hope he doesn't do this. On, does he actually fly in the movie? Well, yeah, um, <laughs> he does. yeah. It's it's okay. not it's not as silly as you would think. Like like on the cartoon when he gets ready to fly, he like spins his hammer like well, five or six well, times. It says something like uh, it says some kind of channel. I don't know and like flies. He reminds, fast. He, he reminds me of that dude on G Gundam when he flies. Oh man, I, I don't like Thor, he man. <laughs> I love that you were like. I think I don't like Thor. <laughs> like you have this internal conflict that you really want to like him, you just can't. I mean, I do, man. Because like, I mean, like I, I, I kind of see the parallel between Thor and and um and Conan now, because it's like, oh my gosh, this this smorgasbord, this buffet of superheroes. What are we gonna do next? It's like they just threw a dart, you know, at a wall of superheroes, and it landed on Thor. It's like, okay, let's do Thor. Let's do a Thor movie. And it's. it's... And somebody's I mean, like, oh, damn it. They obviously didn't focus group that That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it, it was it was actually just part of the bigger plan, bigger plan to eventually bring us Avengers, I mean, if you look at it. So. Yeah. Well, shoot, they, they didn't focus group that either. Nobody gives a crap about the Avengers. I mean, but a a, a, a movie with a bunch of superheroes in it is a, very a buddy, a, a buddy We don't action. have it yet. That hasn't been done. A buddy action superhero movie? No, yeah. that definitely hasn't been done. Because because the Avengers essentially it, it's it's the B team. Yeah, yeah. Because really? I, I you really yeah. X Men's the team. X Men, Spider Man, Batman, the Superman. The A team. see what I did there. I mean, because I guarantee you, if this movie like takes off, I mean, because it has the potential potential, excuse me, to be really really popular since we have all these other smaller movies of the same characters which are doing really really well. Only way so it, it, ha- it has potential to be really do I mean like do game busters at the box office. If the we see this I guarantee we'll have a Justice League movie and the only way this movie blows up is if Samuel Jackson busts a Jerry Carroll and they stop two people from <laughs> robbing the diner. That's the only re- only way it's gonna blow up. I'm trying to be patient here. <laughs> <laughs> It'll blow up. 
it will be a big movie, but in, in the grand scheme of superheroes, the Avengers are the B team. They aren't even the B team. They're like the they're like the replacements. You're saying no. Iron, no, Iron Man is in the B team. Yes, he is. No, yes, he is. Pr- prior no. to the Iron Man movie coming out, he was B team. <laughs> okay, good point. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. made Iron Man. But they listed B- that character, but the B teams put together makes an A team. And isn't that the funny thing about that movie? You know, the like. Let's just talk about that for a second. The funny thing to me about that movie is the reason it it was so good had nothing to do with Iron Man at all. It was all about the alter ego, or I guess yeah, that's true. It was all about the it was all about the not the character when he wasn't a superhero. Like that's what made that movie so cool. It, it you know the that's is that I mean the, that's like yeah, the I'm, opposite of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like with how uh, Sam L is 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 made Nick Fury like a you know somewhat of a noble character to most people <laughs> who follow these movies because you know I mean before that I knew kind of who Nick Fury was but I mean please I'm watching you on top of a donut shop. What you gonna do? Oh man. Wow, good stuff. stuff. Well, I'll probably, as I said, that's in my instant queue, and I'm sure I'll use it to distract my child pretty soon. So, (laughs) yeah, Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get into the rest of them. The first one was great. Thor episode was yeah, but you know, it it should pick up from there. The Hulk is the next one, so I'm kind of anxious to get on that. Cool. Let's talk about some about Hulk too. Yeah, yeah. Again, B team. Let's talk about some anime. Or you guys talk about some anime. We will talk about anime where this guy shoots you with his finger. That's his special power. Pew pew. He can also like <laughs> he can also fling little balls of energy at you. He calls it a shotgun. It's like he's but all, anyway, he's all, um, all right. Uh, if you haven't heard of Yu Yu Hakusho, it basically um when Dragon Ball Z was very popular in Japan. This was pretty much the only show to rival it in popularity. Um, it's still fairly popular in Japan. It's not as well known here, although it did. You know, it, it got a little bit of a buzz when it, when they showed it on Cartoon Network, and it's actually a great show. And I kind of got pissed. I'm, I've been like Funimation's pissed me off twice because they bring out Dragon Ball Z and they like change all this crap and they make it like totally different. And then Yu Yu Hakusho comes out. And they actually give it a faithful ad- ad- adaptation. They actually redo the the intro and outro songs, and in, in they translate them into English, and they're decent. And and I mean the the guy that plays um the guy that plays Yusuke, he's like spot on, and it's they retain all the humor and they retain the spirit of the Japanese dub in the English dub. But that's not what this is about. <clears throat> this is about the actual Blu-ray transfer. And I know what you're thinking. If you're thinking, you know, most of the time, Funimation plus Blu-ray equals upscale. <laughs> and um, uh, this is actually not the case with this. Uh, a few years ago, they completely did a frame-by-frame remastering of Yu Yu Hakusho. They they scanned it in, scanned the frames in 1080p, freaking perfect. And and this is not an upscale. This is the actual Japanese Blu-ray master. And it is freaking beautiful. Uh, the the transfer is so good. I mean, I would put it up against anything that's like coming out like right now. It's it's that good. The transfer is like 
spot on. The blacks are black. The colors are all perfect. And it is it's great. And, you know, you get a 5.1 True HD uh, audio track. And actually, the Japanese audio track actually sounds really good. It, it, I don't. I'm not. I don't think it's five point one. But I mean, normally with with Japanese shows this old, they only recorded in mono, and that's pretty much all you can get. But I guess they saved the audio masters from this or something, and they re- went back and remixed it because it actually sounds pretty darn good. Mono. And, yeah, they so is this from like 1956? No, dude, <laughs> go back and listen to the old any of the old Dragon Ball Z stuff. You see, what we're like if, ah. like in Japan, in Japan they they recorded in mono. They mixed the shows in mono, and I mean it doesn't have anything to do with it being old. I don't think that's just how they did things. That's so. And weird. you know, <laughs> it's a freaking TV show in 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 the late 80s, early 90s, man. I mean. They dude. weren't really concerned about posterity, I don't think. Yeah, dude, man. <laughs> I, I, go, yeah, man. I just, I, I will say that, like, I think, like, anime has like a real huge advantage when it is, uh, when it pertains to like moving to Blu-ray. Because if you look at like any like live action, uh, not movie but TV show, most of the times they can't make that quality on that stuff any yeah, better than maybe. it was. Sure. But like the the advantage of having like an animated show, they can like if they did preserve the sales, they can go back and and rescan it and make it just just like it was made yesterday. You know, make the quality just as good. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, they did a they did a great great job. I'm gonna see if I can find a screenshot just so you guys can see how good it looks. But well, um, I know uh, they they did a great job with it. I, I, if if um like I'm just about done purchasing Dragon Ball Z, and if they if they remaster it and it looks as good as this, I'm probably gonna buy the whole thing over again. That's how good this remaster is. Well, I cannot uh, overstate how good it is. Well, I know because uh, um, Voltron Force and Thundercats doesn't air up here, so I have to download it to be able to watch it. And sometimes the own versions I can find of either or is the 720p versions that are quite a bit more space but watching those i see a huge difference between you know like the normal 175 meg to the 750 meg version it's yeah a, but the well, difference- I mean, it's not it's, it's not even that though um james because if you think back back when they were doing these shows in the 90s they hand animated them and yeah. they actually they actually took film shots of it so they what they're what they're doing is they're actually you know film has infinite infinite resolution and you know with these yeah. hand drawn images they're gonna have more detail than these newer shows where they just they're just using like I don't want to say they're using a glorified for, version of Flash basically I mean the sh- the shading isn't as detailed um the 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 cell work is probably about the same but as far as like the coloring and the detail on the shading and stuff. It's like nowhere. It's like nowhere even close. Unless you're looking at something like, like something that Gynix does or something that um production IG does. They do a pretty good job of detailing their work. But um, it's it's crazy how like I have some other stuff on Blu-ray that that's older that's been upscaled. Have you ever? Well, there's there's like a bunch of older stuff that you can look at and you, like just like actually Studio Ghibli they did some uh, their older movies like um. Princess Mon. Well, I don't think they've done Princess Mononoke yet, but they did uh, Nausicaa. They did Howl's Moving Castle, and they've done some more stuff. And it's it's crazy how how much better this stuff looks with with the high resolution scanning done on it. And that was 
way more words than I wanted to use to say that, but uh, I cannot like if you if you're a fan of this show and you have it on DVD, you I mean and you, and you like it, you really enjoy it, you owe it to yourself to purchase these twenty five bucks, twenty eight episodes. I can't tell you how insane that is. I used to pay that much for three episodes back when they first. <laughs> they were nickel and diamond back in the day. Yeah, man. they were nickel and diamond. <laughs> It's it, it's amazing what you can buy on a disc, and I mean it's it's freaking crazy how how much cheaper anime is now. So I mean, definitely check it out if you're in the market to see some high quality stuff on Blu-ray. I highly recommend it. As soon as I get paid next week, I'm gonna be buying seasons two and three, or I think two just came out. But um, this goes all the way from the beginning of the show up until the dark tournament. Which is that's 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 like two, it's like that's two story two, arcs. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like halfway in the yeah. It's like half. Well, it, it jumps into season two, and it's the first time that much has been on. I think one one package, and it's only twenty three bucks, and it's a third of the series pretty much. So yeah, I'm gonna stop talking now. But yeah, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to because I never did finish watching that whole series. It's a really good show, and the dub is the dub is very very good, and that's saying a lot coming from me because I will I I I won't hesitate to dog a bad dub, but <laughs> it's it's really good. Well, let's go go from something that's very very good to something that I'm not sure is good. That's Far Cry Two. You know what? <laughs> Funny thing about Far Cry Two, I bought it from Best Buy for five bucks like a month ago. I installed it on my computer, and I haven't even played it yet. Uh, so Far Cry 2. That's what I've been playing, by the way. That's what we're moving to. Um, I'm playing it, and I played Far Cry 1, and I really enjoyed Far Cry 1, and, and what I mean by Far Cry 1 is I played the dumbed-down console version of Far Cry 1. <laughs> well, you didn't play Far Cry 1, then. You played Far Cry Instincts. Yeah, not I played... the same game. It's not the same game, but I really enjoyed Far Cry Instincts. And I, it was developed by... I guess the same team that did Far Cry 2. No, it was Crytek. Crytek. Yeah, but but Crytek didn't really do the Xbox version. It's, it, they didn't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. They, they, just just a bunch of weird development weirdness. Because okay, Far yeah, Cry, you're right. It was it was it was developed by Ubisoft. Yeah, uh, Far Cry 2 is an open world first person game, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, the premise is you're on this island or you're in this this portion of Africa and you have to kill this dude and they're like okay go do it they don't really tell you who you need to talk to they don't tell you you know what faction <laughs> can get to them faster you, you, should, like, you should play the first Far Cry then the real one because <laughs> they just drop you just crash on the island and the game starts pretty much yeah and and it's just like okay go kill him you're like well what, what the hell really and and it's a really ambitious game. Like I see what they're trying to do. You know, the, it, it's just a lot of the design choices that they made just are, baffle me. Like, the, you know, typically nowadays all shooters have regenerating health. Well, this one doesn't. That's fine. I, I can get along. You know, I can get get along with that. However, once you get down to like almost zero health, when you hit the you know the health pack button, you don't inject yourself with a health pack, what you do is you go through this really slow animation process of you grabbing a, a like a pair of pliers and ripping a gunshot out of your arm. 
<laughs> or or if you're on fire, your your character will take a really long time bringing his arm into frame and then padding it out with the other arm. It's realism, man. It's yeah, yeah, but it's also it's called, it's called a sandbox game. <laughs> it takes too damn long. Like if 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 I'm getting if, if gunfire is raining down on me, I don't want to spend just you know eight to ten seconds padding a fire off of my arm. I just want to stab myself with a health pack and go. Well, see, that's the point of this game. Though. You have to think about when you when you when you attack people, you better you better make sure you can kill them because I mean the, the first Far Cry, at least on PC, it was just like this because I remember running up on some people thinking I was gonna mow them down. And yeah, they they the yeah, they will they will freaking John Wayne you behind. Yeah, well the thing is you'll run up on two dudes and you're like, I can kill these two dudes, no problem. But as soon as you kill those two dudes, oh here's five more. You're screwed. <coughs> they heard the gunshots. Oh yeah, and, and it, the game isn't checkpointed really well or at all. <coughs> so like if you you know, work your way three fourths of the way through the map and die and didn't save during that trip you have to go all the way back to your save I hate games like that <laughs> and and like that'd be fine if the load times and the save times didn't take amazingly long amounts of time like it takes a good 20 30 seconds to just to save your game yeah. don't want on your laptop and and, and and that's not and and like that's not even counting the time it takes you to walk into the safe safe house lay down onto the bed choose how long you want to sleep on the bed it's oh it, in theory, it's, it's, it's sounds like Red did. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, my uh, that, my stepson Chris, he plays uh, he plays that a lot. Like he was playing it all the time on the 360, and when he got a PS3, he got a copy of it on there because his 360 was dying. And uh, well, one thing is about Far Cry 2 that is nice. It has a very very detailed map creator. So I know for you, Sergio, you're not interested in this because you don't play online. No, I don't. With this, you can, you can do all kinds of wild stuff. You can make mountain ranges, a big, huge valley. You can make a map mm. almost as big or as small as you want to. Like it's it's very detailed. Like uh, my stepson Chris will sit here for hours working on maps, hours, and he just comes up with like the. Most of this stuff. Like he made the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower one day, like a scale, in-game scale model of the Eiffel Tower that you could jump around and if you got a way up top, you could snipe from and just stupid crazy. See, see the downside of that is, is you then have to play Far Cry Two on that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's I, still people that play because I mean he's he's been starting to play online again and. He's getting in rooms with people, so people are still playing it. Yeah, yeah. And now there there are some some genuinely cool things that happen. Like if you blow up a car, everything around the car catches on fire. And since you're in Africa and there's a lot of like brush, all the brush catches on fire. So like one small fire can quickly turn into like a giant brush fire that takes out half a village, just accidentally. So. There are some cool ideas, and as I said, it's 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 a really ambitious game. It wants to do stuff different, but a lot of the stuff they just didn't think think through before doing. Because so many other and so many other games have streamlined things to a point that it's just more fun. Far Cry Two well, ignores it. Well, they they've got the third one that's coming out soon, and supposedly they've fixed a lot of those issues. And I think they've gone back to the original Far Cry. 
storyline because that was one thing that got a lot of fans upset was it wasn't you don't play the same character and it's different it doesn't have uh the other stuff too because the first original far cry had the whole uh at times enhanced movement and stuff like that in it so well no that was in instincts that was an instincts yeah that was only an instincts like in far cry one you're just a dude and you're being hunted oh, okay but in this one, you play as one of like thirteen <coughs> dudes. So your your character not only is faceless because you don't see him, but it doesn't really matter who you are. You're just some guy. Okay. So it, yeah, it's it's the, really hard to get get into the story because of that. There is no story. <laughs> it's, it's a that. sandbox game. It's not supposed well, to have a story. Well, I mean, the the only one I ever played, like really sat down and played, was uh, Far Cry Vengeance on the Wii. Like uh, and, that, and that's a port of uh, instincts. You know what? I really enjoyed that, but then again, uh, it did things with motion controls I like because it had a, a perspective lock button that's <laughs> perfect. So anybody listening to this that develops games and stuff, if you're going to make one with movement controls, have a perspective lock. Yeah, helps out. Okay, all right. I'm going to read the inside flap of the box. Open wide, step out of the narrow corridors and step into the revolutionary wide open world of Far Cry 2. Play it your way. Total freedom means you can attack the 20 square miles of land without any loads or set paths. I mean, that pretty much spells it out for you right there. Well, yeah, yeah but you, uh, still, that doesn't mean it, 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 that that box doesn't say, oh, and by the way, it's broken. Because th- there are things they could have done to make it better. Well, I mean, you can, say that, you, you can say that about any game. Though. I know, but but this is just <laughs> things that are so obviously not included that should have been included. You know, just a simple checkpoint system would have made the game infinitely more tolerable rather than having to stop and save every five minutes. Well, I mean, normally that's what I do when I play first-person shooters that don't have checkpoints, but that's but, just me. Yeah, but that that doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> Once checkpoints have been invented, you know, boom. Does, so that, I, that means I, from there on, all, you know, all other games need to have checkpoints because it's does, a good idea. Does it, does it have chest, chest high walls? No, no. Well, then let's knock it some points for that because every game should have chest well, high It's walls. not third person, so it doesn't need chest high walls. You still, you still need to be just, covered when somebody's shooting at you, though. No, no, it's got chest high walls. They're just easier to get around. <laughs> and you get stuck. They're called trees. Is, is there a cover system and fences? Well, again, uh, it's, it, but that's but that's different. That's a fundamentally different game. A third-person cover-based shooter is not a first-person no, shooter. No co-op, and that's been in every first-person shooter since. Halo. That's true. Having co-op <laughs> would have also helped Far Cry Two. I'm just saying, like I can sit here and or Far Cry Two. I can find. <laughs> Ten things I don't like about any game, but I mean, my point is like that's like the stuff you're complaining about. This game isn't meant to be that. I mean, I'm not saying it's a great game because I haven't even played it. But <laughs> I, I'm not expecting it to be any of the stuff like any of that stuff. I mean, like all first-person shoot shooters are not created equal, and they're not supposed to be. And I'm totally fine with that. You know, it's it's about yeah, I know. It's, like, I know. It's, like, it's like complaining about a, a, a Japanese role playing game not having a, a, a branching dialogue system. You know, it's, 
just not meant to have that. Just... Mm. Give it the times, people. <laughs> see, see, see. I disagree. Like, if if it's it's if something has been proven to make the experience more enjoyable, and it not having that makes your game feel archaic and broken, then you need to add it to your game. Well, this is a PC shooter, and it's not a. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a console. Let me hold your hand and walk you through the puddle. I mean, and the game is exactly new. When did this game come out? Two thousand nine. Really? It came yeah. out two thousand eight. Actually, two thousand eight. So, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the, like I, I I I don't know. I I get pissed off when people complain about games not being being too hard. Games are way too freaking easy as it is. I no, mean, well, no, I'm not complaining about the difficulty of it. I'm I'm just. I'm complaining about the structure. Well, you you just complained about the health not regenerating fast enough, and about their about it not auto saving, and those are console innovations for shooters. Exactly, and that like I played this on a fucking console. Oh, why didn't you say you were playing it on the console? <laughs> yeah, I played it on PS. Like I'm playing it on PS3. Well, you it sound like you said PC. <laughs> You didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't know you were playing on a console, but yeah, it's it's a PC shooter. This is this is one of the rare instances where they ported the PC version, and I'm I'm happy to them for doing that. You know, normally they develop the freaking well, now they develop the freaking game on a console and port it to the PC, which is bass backwards. But that's another argument. Well. I think we, we've yeah we've exhausted that. Let's let's talk about some hard games, gentlemen. The SNES and the Super Nintendo Entertainment System turns twenty years old as of I think last week. Can I let you guys know something? Sure. I, I, I've, I've never don't never owned a SNES. Me neither. Really? Yep. They were Genesis fanboys. Don't miss. Didn't miss it either. But ironically, now I have every SNES game. Hmm. I played I played Donkey Kong Country, I played Super Mario World, I played Chrono Trigger, and I'm happy. Whatever. Wow, like I, I don't think I've ever been in a room with two two people who are your age who well, are interested in video games that didn't own a Super I, Nintendo. I wanted a Genesis. I didn't want a Super Nintendo. Well, since we grew up in the same household, it probably uh, I guess that makes sense. raised our eyes a bit. But <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we aren't the only two people that didn't have an SNES when we were kids. That's true. It, it, it's just I, usually everyone I you know talk about the SNES you know with has crazy fond memories of it. James, what yes. what, what are your memories of the, of the of the Super Nintendo? Uh, first time I owned Street Fighter Two, Super Metroid. How did how'd you like your Mortal Kombat with the gray blood? Was that awesome? You know what? I liked it a lot better <laughs> than I did the S- the Genesis version that was just really crappy. It played better. It didn't have the blood, but it played better. How, I don't how, think it, it played better. It had, it had bigger Oh, yeah, the, the SNES version did play, yeah. It had even bigger more, rights, whoopee. That was really the only difference. Yeah, e- even more, how do you like all your games with Super Tech on the front of the uh, title? Hey, that's fine. I love adjectives. <laughs> like, Super Revolution. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers. Or not Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario World. Uh, we talked about last week's Super, uh, Super Baseball Simulator 1000. 
I mean, um, I didn't have SNES, but we 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 played all the important games. I mean, yeah. I, I I had relatives that had one, so I I really didn't miss having one in my house. Yeah. Star Fox, Super Mario Kart. Dude, I did not like Star Fox on SNES. The 64 version was awesome. <laughs> the, the SNES one was crap. Man, that game was horrible. Man, I'm sorry. Well, it was more of a proof of concept than anything I'm else. Not, it was I'm like, not, look, polygons. Wow. I'm not, I'm not buying that one. It's just like that Star Race <laughs> FX game, man. That game looked like ass. <laughs> Back then, it looked like ass. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Oh, uh, man. Like, of all game consoles, I, I think this the SNES has got to be top three for me. Possibly, like, top two. I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't put it over the original. Oh, I would definitely put it over the the the, the NES. I mean, if you want to go for um, hardware wise, yeah. But as far as like games and just the 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 the, I don't know what you could say. The experience of like experiencing those games like for the first time, you know. Yeah, I, I will after, say after this NES. I mean. I mean, after the NES, like it was just the same games. Yeah, yeah, I will say with the, the Super Nintendo was just like experiencing the same thing you experienced on the NES with a little better graphics. Like, they were better graphics, but they were the same games. I mean, it's not it's not the jump as it was when we went to like the uh, freaking Dreamcast. Well, with the PlayStation and stuff like that, with you know. Now when the yeah. PlayStation came, it was old, like, old crap again. You know, old crap again because you know you had the. Stereo sound. You didn't have those cheap MIDI sounding. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, but I just did not see what all the hoopla was about Super Mario RPG. I did not think that game was good. I played it. I don't think I ever finished it, but to me, it wasn't that good. Oh, I'm sorry. Hear you say that. <laughs> sorry, Square Enix, but that was not your best work. I mean, like, even more, do you guys remember, like, back in the day how all the craze was, how we're going from 8-bit to 16-bit, and it's like, nowadays, it's not really the graphics that are, well, mean, the gra- graphics are focused, but it's more so what the peripherals with. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like, we've pretty much exhausted the color palette, so, I mean, there really isn't a whole lot. <laughs> well, yeah, because now, now it's, it's, it's on artistically what you do and your gameplay. Well, I'm not talking I mean, strictly color palette. I'm talking also like the detail of you know things and stuff like that. You know. Well, I mean, the other the other thing is this: like, I hate it when I hear I like people say, "I hate it when I hear people say graphics can't get any better than they are right now." Bull crap! They could get a whole lot better. Like, if you have an up to date PC, you know this already. But I mean, like, Epic released a proof of concept video. I can't remember what the name of it was. Like, if you go to the Unreal Development Kit site, you can see it. And it'll blow anything out of the water that you, you can see on any console right now. I mean, graphics can get better. I just think it's going to get to the point to where it's so expensive that they'll it'll, it'll like, be a, a glass ceiling where, you know, they'll just stop trying to make them as detailed as they can. Does anyone know the lifespan of the Nintendo and the the SNES? Well, I don't know how long they ran for. The, yeah, yeah, the, the it, it it depends because like I know it was like it was like late nineties. They they were like in Japan they were was, releasing games on the SNES. Yeah, well, still, like, okay, how about for the next console come out? Just, uh, like, let's see. The NES came out in eighty five. 
Super NES came out in 92. Wow, it really 90, ran. 91, 91. It didn't seem like it ran, the Nintendo was around for that long, but I guess it was. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they still made regular NES games for a good two years. More than that. SNES. Yeah. What, way SNES. more than that. Because I was thinking console lifespans were shorter then, but actually they're well, yeah. the same like as what they are now. In Japan, yeah, in Japan it came out. The regular NES came out in 83. And then the Japanese one, the SNES came out in 90. And then the Super Nintendo or Nintendo 64 came out in 96, which came out in 96 here too, so. Yeah, th- let's see. They were making NES games until 94. Yeah, it was, it's so funny how now they talk about the console lifespans being so long, but actually they're about the same as they were back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. GameCube, GameCube came out in 01. Wow, it did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I I remember I got a game. Yeah, like Nintendo was like clockwork, dude. They release a console like every five years, like mm-hmm. like clockwork. This generation is really the first generation that has seen a break in the the five year span. Well, I mean, it's six years. I mean, yeah, it's really and, and of a difference. But but <laughs> but nothing has been announced from Sony or Microsoft. Well, I mean, they've already said Sony said Sony said when the PS3 came out that it was going to have a ten year lifespan. So yeah, no yeah, big, they, no big shocker there. But so, but the thing is, the PS2 had a ten year lifespan. Yeah, but the thing is, though, they didn't have a definitive idea how long they were going to run the PS2. With the PS3, they definitively said we have a ten year lifespan. They said before it even came out that yeah. it was going to be out for years. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry, that's just lip service, like. That's them saying. You, you know those two things. You know, that, you know the thing we've already done twice. We're gonna do it again. Look at that. Huh? I mean, what, Look what, how awesome we are. What this really tells you is that if, if Nintendo comes out and their graphics aren't better than PS3s, they it's need not, to be they're not gonna be. Face. They need to be kicked in the face, then, man. I'm out <laughs> kicking them in the face. They're gonna be. They're gonna be as good. It's gonna it's be for six years. It's gonna be as good. It's it's gonna be the first. Instead of instead of two GameCubes taped together, this one is like eight because it's, it's I mean <laughs> they, they should be noticeably better. They're using last gen technology, dude. That's why they're gonna make money on this thing That's on day one. It, it's yeah. the Wii all over again. I hate to say it. It's it's gonna I mean, it's gonna look a little bit better, but not too not least, noticeably better. At least at least it's HD. It's gonna be on par. I don't even think it's gonna look better. It's gonna it. I, I I'm seriously I seriously think it's not gonna look any better than the. Than the 360 and the PS3, and you know that if if third parties are going to release games on all of these, and even if the Wii U is more powerful, they're not going to make it look any better. It's going to look just like the other three, even if it was more powerful. So I mean, I don't blame them. Everything's getting ported, man. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, unless the Wii U is the lead console, and even then they're not. Because look at look at um look at the uh. The games that are being released on the 360 and, and PS3. Now, if you get a microscope or you start count, unless you get a microscope, you start count pixels like these nerds that don't have anything better to do. You can't tell the difference in the graphics. You see on Kotaku where they're like 360 has better graphics. But, but yeah, the hardware is comparable though. But I mean, I I, I just I mean, think that Nintendo should take the lead and come out with something better, and they can like take the forefront where, they, where, where they'll be the premier developer console, and people have to start pouring to the other consoles. You they know, they can afford to do it, but Nintendo Nintendo is uh, they 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 make their money on their hardware. I mean, they they've always made their money on their hardware, and if you look at it, I mean, it doesn't make sense for them. 
I mean, it, I don't blame. I don't think this is a bad move for them. They don't need to make it look ten times better, especially, especially. Dude, think about it like this. I know from by, a business standpoint, you're by right. The time, by the time Sony and Microsoft release their next consoles, they'll probably be getting ready to release the next version of the of the Wii or whatever it is. I mean, if you think about it like that, it it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and 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 like what what I mean by is they can't afford to in is, is that. If Microsoft releases something that bombs and it costs them an ass load of money to create, they're going to be bailed out by the greater Microsoft brand. You know, if same thing with Sony, if PlayStation 4 comes yeah. out and they don't sell a single unit, they still get bailed out by the greater you're, Sony. You're, but you know what? You're, I, missing I, boat, you're missing the boat here, though, Sergio. Like I look at Nintendo, like I look at Apple. Apple doesn't have a whole lot of market share, but they make way more money than any of the other companies computer companies and I, and Nintendo has probably Nintendo's made more money than some probably Sony and Microsoft put together for like the past 10 years. I, I don't think they're hurting for money. But if they release a console that does not sell, they don't make money. And but, they don't have a backup like res- revenue stream at all. Yeah, but I, I mean in the case of Microsoft, I would say it's a little bit different than it was probably even 5 7 years ago, the original Xbox because like at this point the the Xbox 360 is kind of taking the lead on the amount of money they're bringing in. Well, not taking the lead, but See, it's really, it's a big contributor to the amount of money they're bringing in the company now. Yeah, of course they, they made game made, busters. They never made money on the original Xbox. Yeah, they never, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, of course they made game busters on Windows still, but now it's, they're actually making a good amount of profit off live and the servers and stuff. So, I mean, a, a hit would hurt them at this point because it's it's become a, a viable part of the Microsoft. I mean, Nobody. Let's just get this out of the way, Sergio. Nobody wants to lose money. Nobody does. I don't. I don't care how much money they have to bail themselves out. Microsoft isn't taking any crazy risks. I mean, that none of these companies are trying to lose money. So I mean, I. That being said, I don't think Nintendo is acting out of fear here. This. This is. This is a smart move. <laughs> well, that, that, that's and and I agree with you. That's that's why they can't release something that is well, so I mean, technologic to, to, you again, know, technologically superior. I don't think it's because they can't do it. I think it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, because that's, all, the thing that's about, all I'm saying. Yeah, because the thing about Nintendo, especially with the Wii, that pushed the Wii sales was that it was really very intuitive and easy to play, and got so many more people into playing the Nintendo. So you have and, the Wii U coming out significantly cheaper. <laughs> And the other thing is this. And the other thing is this, Sergio. Like, look at all the money that R and D Sony sunk into the PlayStation Three, and they just didn't they just start turning a profit on it. They just start turning a profit on it. And well, for system sold, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and if you look at the games on each of them, like the games are what matters. Like Nintendo gets that. I don't think Microsoft and Sony get that yet. The games is really what matters. Apparently, they missed the boat on the 3DS for some reason, but like that—that's what sells these consoles. It doesn't matter what how they look. I mean, shoot, the Wii looked like garbage. Let's just be honest for a second. It still looks like garbage. I was looking at some Kirby screen, screen <laughs> screenshots. That game comes out like next month, and that game is ugly. Well, okay, whatever. It looks like garbage. It looked like garbage. Same difference. What, I, what I'm saying is. It doesn't freaking matter. You, the, what matters is creating experiences that people enjoy. That that's what matters. When, you know, at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. So I mean, why sink all this money? I mean, why would they do that? Like, it it just doesn't make any sense. 
you know? I mean, it, it then I think a lot of the games for Nintendo are catered to not be graphically intensive. Uh, the, it's at least a lot of the first party stuff, anyway. I don't. I, I, of course, I you want to. You want to. You want a pretty Zelda, but Mario. Yeah. Mario is, doesn't really push any of them. Even with Zelda, it, when it came out, it didn't. I don't think it pushed anybody's graphical buttons. It was the art style, the art. And I'm just saying that's a game you would like to look good. Yeah, but all the that, stuff. Well, well, that's what I'm saying though. The art, the art was done really well, but it was pretty ugly even back then. Yeah, when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Twilight Princess was not pretty. Like it you, looks if, good, but it wasn't if you pretty. Play it, if you play it on a standard definition TV, it looks beautiful. <laughs> play it on a high def TV, it looks like um grandmother's depends or something. It looks horrible. Like poopy. Oh, but wow, we got way off topic. We were talking about but yeah, twenty year old anniversary of this SNES man. I, I I've always respected the SNES, but you know I've always I've always preferred a console that could do what Nintendo. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that does it. That that's the two hundred and I'm sorry, one hundred and two <laughs> seconds. One hundred and tooth. One hundred and tooth. Tech Edition podcast. No blast processing on the SNES. But it did have the FX chip. <laughs> it was on the cartridge. <laughs> uh, it. Oh, what was that? It was um. And th- didn't didn't SNES have like eighty dollar games because of like the batteries and the FX chips and crap that were on those games? Those games. No, were that was the, the that was the the sixty four. Oh, yeah. 64. Yeah, N64 had like. Yeah, but I, I do remember quite a few SNES games when they first there came were, out. There were some expensive 70, ones. 80 bucks. Man. Those cartridges were expensive back in the day. That's true. It's kind of good to know that only consoles have gotten higher. The games are the same price, basically. And I mean, I think if yeah. you adjust for inflation, they're about the same price. Mm, yeah, good point. I, seriously, I, seriously I, I don't know that as a fact, but. I would I would venture to say that they aren't any more expensive than they than they than they always uh, were. Actually, it, to, to buy probably, took in inflation, they're about half. Because most cool. most SNES games came out were between seventy eighty bucks. Then today we're getting a damn good steal. Yeah, just because See, they don't even, have to have the cart. Because what made them so expensive was the amount of. A material that had to go into the cartridge, where it's here, <laughs> just run it to a disc, print the label on it. There you go. Yeah. And then and again, make, making games aren't 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 trivial as they were back then, or you know, they're, they're not flying off the shelves. Like, I mean, what, what was the size of the library for Super Nintendo? It was like massive, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just crazy. Two thousand, I think. Ah, okay, all right, all right. I'm just gonna throw this out here because I just found a pretty interesting article. Um, the average cost of an NES game in 85 was $50. The SNES game in 90 was $50. N64 game in 96 was $50. GameCube game in 2001, the average prices was $50. Cost of a Wii game in 2006 was $50. Now let's look at those numbers using inflation. The average cost of an NES game in 1985 was $50. The average cost of the same NES game in 1990 would have been $60. That NES game in ninety six seventy two sixty eight. That NES game in two thousand one eighty one oh two. That NES game in two thousand six 
$92.56. Today, it would have been around 100 bucks. Mm. Adjusted for inflation. Wow. So, I, we're getting a deal, but they're still making money. But, but they're but, still making money because they don't have to pay as much to make them. Yeah, I mean, plus at the same time, it was rather a, a unique thing. You know, it was, it was new. Uh, Moore's Law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was new to, to, to the masses. And, then, you know, it's just like the latest and greatest. If you want it, you're going to pay a lot for it, basically. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, hey, you can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, visit the site, techpedition.com. Uh, send us some fan mail. Um, I think that's it. Tune in next time. I can't I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Oh lot sabers. I like them lot sabers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watch them lot sabers with my bubbles. They like the lot sabers too.